0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result...
1: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we? It's Tuesday night. That can only mean it's the preview show. And it's a small matter of Fulham tomorrow night. And I think it's time for revenge.
1: You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV.
0: And it's live. Well, where I am at the moment. Ask me again in half an hour. <laughs> it is Fulham. It is a chance for revenge. I think it's revenge, isn't it, Craig?
1: Good evening. Uh, I think revenge is um, is the way to put it. I mean, look, it looks like, like I've gone into a tunnel there, doesn't it? Now I was,
0: gonna, I was about to wait until you had a break. I was going to say, is, "Are you sat in a fire?" Because it looked like it was like that's dedication for you. There's a fire going on, smoke everywhere. But you're still
1: you're still performing. <laughs> it looks like I've had I've had my COVID vaccine, and it's uh, it's just drained all the color out of me and sent me yellow. Uh, anyway, there we are. Now that, that yeah. may be work for a lot of viewers, I must admit. But anyway, let's uh, let's carry on. Yes, revenge. Let's talk about revenge instead. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. You know, looking back, thinking that uh, that was the last game that Fulham have won in the Premier League is a pretty shocking statistic, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. for us. You know, and probably for them, to be honest as well. But um, you know, we we yeah we can't. We can't let people do the double overs this season. I mean, that should always be the thing and, and part of the uh, part of the team talk, I think, of you cannot let a team, particularly one of those down the bottom, do the double over you. Although I think we've probably got previous on, uh, on allowing relegated teams to do the double overs, but hopefully this won't be one of them.
0: I mean, at the time, it was... <laughs> the end of the world or at least it felt like it you know we, we, we were riding high we were second or maybe even top and we'd gone to the or the bottom team had come into uh into our backyard and beaten us and I felt a little bit better when pretty much the same thing happened to uh Sheffield United
1: yeah um, yeah when they beat Man U yeah
0: yeah yeah but it, it's still typical Leicester almost isn't it
1: it is and it still rankles doesn't it um yeah but i think up to that point fulham had shown nothing in the league i don't think they'd shown any sort of promise that they were going to get out of trouble and that game has almost acted like a catalyst for them um i don't think to be honest they've got the uh points that their recent performances have deserved i think they've played really well using our game i think they the before us i think they had the game i think it was against chelsea And they were 3-0 down and they managed to get it back to 3-2 and we're very unlucky not to get a point out of that game and then the next game he went against us and he, he kept all the subs that he brought on and they performed very well to be honest and um and they've not really i would say, not really looked back in terms of performance they've not looked back um but they've not got the points that they probably should have
0: i mean they were lucky in fairness against west brom i i felt they should have actually won that one um the last five games aren't brilliant. You know, they've got three draws in there, although in fairness to them, that was a good result against Spurs. Um, they yeah, they lost to Chelsea, lost to Man United, which, you know, for a team that's just come up is, is is nothing to be ashamed of. Drawn with Brighton, which was probably a missed opportunity for them, as was the draw with West Ham. We, we can't let them beat us again, can we?
1: Well, you would hope not. You know, I would hope we're not going out with that attitude. But I've, you know, I think this is a is a tough game. Good evening, Stephen. Um, Good evening, Stephen. I think anybody think, who thinks this is going to be a uh, a game where we can just roll them over is is hmm. sadly mistaken. I've seen quite a bit of Fulham recently, um, mainly because virtually every game is on TV. But um, yeah. but they are the thing you that worries. Have, you used to have a marriage, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the thing that worries me a little bit about them is that I think they are similar in some ways to Leeds in that mm-hmm. they're a very athletic team uh, and they tend to play quick football on the front foot a lot. And we've not coped with that particularly well. Um, I think it's safe to say that we play better when we're playing at pace. Um and I think we were just very lethargic. We allowed uh, Leeds to, to play at their pace and, and we couldn't match it for some reason. I think, I think through the middle of the pitch, the thing that worries me is that we, we, we're not athletic. You know, we, we haven't got a team of athletes. So if you come up against a fast-running team, unless we're in the mood to play around them, then I think we uh, we could be in trouble. So uh, I think this is a really, really tough game, even though the relative positions of the teams should say otherwise.
0: I mean, yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, you know, look, looking at the table here, we're now down to fourth, and dare I say, déjà vu here. You know, last January we we signed Mister Bennett, and that was all. We didn't even manage something yeah. like that this 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 season, and it was sort of around now when it all started to go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I would hate to think it's like that. But looking at the other end, Fulham, they've played 20 games. So they're over half halfway there. And, and they have got to play, they said Newcastle and Burnley um, mm. in, in, in upcoming weeks. But they're scrapping for their lives. And they are going to be, you know, like, like the chained up dog that you're poking to, to get a response from.
1: Uh, I just want to make it clear that I'm not poking any chained-up dogs. Um, (laughs) Put that that right out there. Um, But, yeah, I take the point. They are, you know, they they would have been really, really disappointed with uh, the results that uh, Brighton and Newcastle got over the weekend, just when they thought they could start reeling them in. Newcastle looked like they were on a really bad run and then they pull a 2-0 victory. Uh, away at Everton where we couldn't win So it just shows yeah. you how ridiculous this league is yeah. um, But that that that's probably going to push them either one way or another They're either going to have to roll their sleeves up even more And start getting some points and, uh, and results Or they're going to start feeling a little bit sorry for themselves And thinking it doesn't matter what we do We've left it too late and we're too far behind So, yeah.
0: uh, I mean, I, I was talking to Emilio from Cottage Talk yeah. uh, last night um, before the marathon that was the dead end of a transfer show. Um, and, you know, he, he, he was saying that, that they are up for it. And so pretty much like our season, when, you know, we got out of a position very, very similar, if not worse than they are now, we got out of it in the same way, because we weren't having bad performances. No. They haven't been tanked week in, week out. You know, they've, the, Getting maybe draws when it should have wins, and that, that was us. We weren't having bad performances. We weren't getting stuff four and five nil. It is still in their hands, mm. and you know, I I say, I'm just doing a case of sort of who wants it more: the team yeah. that's fighting for relegation or fighting against relegation. Sorry, mm-hmm. or the team that maybe starting to think we're better than we
1: actually are. But, I mean, as you said, and you referenced um, the restart last season, I think, obviously, the restart was a little bit further into the season. I think we probably had... Can I just
0: say, that's a vicious rumour. You're not allowed to poke on Facebook anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry,
1: Sorry, Craig. Um, Um, Yeah, I think we were a bit further in when there was a restart, wasn't there? I think we played 30 games or something, or, or, or nearly. But we don't want to get in a similar situation where we haven't got the heart or the bottle for the fight. And to be honest, that's where the manager comes in. You know, the manager has to, you know, we've talked um, long enough about the strength of the squad and the quality of players we've got. Counts for nothing if you haven't got the heart. And uh, we need to show that we've actually got heart as well. And we, you know, if we're up against somebody who runs more, who fights more, that we we don't shirk that. And uh, as I say, Fulham are a physical uh, and athletic team. So unless we are up for that fight, then we will get turned over.
0: I think and I'm interested in um, what the viewers think is going to happen Ooh. this weekend. Um, you know, the, the, the guys that you, know, you watch and do you, do you think, somebody said earlier, it's not going to be easy. Um, what, what do you think we need to do? I mean, I think we may have mentioned this before, Craig, is do we lack a Neil Lennon in the centre of the park, somebody who's not scared to stick his boot in mm-hmm. and um, maybe risk a booking. Have we got that? Is that is that Chowdhury? Is that Mendy? Or are, are we missing somebody like that? Are we a little bit too, you know, very nice, you know, powder puff football, but are we too nice?
1: I, th- I think so. I think I, t- I talked about it earlier in the season um, that I thought we lacked a little bit of bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and you saw that the way that, that leads just sort of ran through us at pace. It was like we were uh, we were running through mud at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you can fight that by your positioning and making sure that you're you're well organised. But we just like, you know, it was a little bit um, chaotic and, and we were a bit playgroundish in chasing the ball. Having said that, you know, a couple of decisions and, uh, and a couple of things. I mean, I think if uh, Perez was wearing longer studs. He just slid in and scored and put us 2-1 up. I think we had a very good shout for a penalty yeah. um, that on another day, um, somebody other than uh, old Stevie Wonder, Mike Dean, um, would, have, uh, would have given. Um, so, I, I think in some ways we were unlucky and the game could have gone a different route. But at the end of it, the more athletic team uh, won it on the day.
0: We, we, we've talked in the past and obviously every week and you'll be doing it later again you, you, you pick the team that you think Brendan might go for and yeah. it's become quite easy re, I mean, that's not the, the job that you do but he has <laughs> been going to the same team game after game after game now at half time you know, I, it was one all I didn't particularly think that Leeds would go on and win it yeah. a couple of the Leeds fans have said we started to look a bit leggy Sort of coming up to 60 minutes you've just mentioned it
1: then i mean are we not using the squad properly i think um it's it's that thing of, of become a, a victim of your own success that that formation those players had been playing so well um uh, over the o, over the course of the the previous few games and it's also interesting i read something today about i, I i'm sure it's not an excuse but uh something to do with the pitch as well where the They're plan was so we, during the summer yeah they um the um the plan was that we would have had a brand new pitch um uh during the close season but because the two seasons were so close together they didn't get to do it so they think it's playing a little bit heavier um than rogers would like them to for our uh, our, our football but you know at the end of it it's the same surface for everyone you've got to be able to adapt i was going to say Le- leeds
0: are uh uh, have the same pitch, and we, we have that pitch every other game, if, if you like you know yeah, yeah. Every game. But yeah. we should be getting used to it, Rogers should have them, maybe we've got that nice new fancy training ground brilliant, we've got an indoor pitch brilliant, maybe you should have them down the King Power, practising on, uh, yeah, on
1: that Yeah, on that, yeah I, th- I think it, it makes it's a valid point Chris, um, whether they're worried about the state of it, if they do train on it too much, I'm not sure, but um, I, I think it comes down to desire at the end of it. I, I mean, I was really disappointed in, in a couple of those goals um, and, and people that you normally wouldn't be able to point a finger at. But I think the, the breakaway for the last goal, I think Tielemans watched uh, Bamford walk past him or run past him and made absolutely no effort to, to track him back. And I think that's where the biggest miss for me isn't Vardy, it's Ndidi because mm. he seems to sniff out the danger he senses danger and he puts himself in a better position i mean that that's going back to Sunday park football that you used to you, you'd keep two people back one of them would be you probably your fastest player um and for somebody to be able to run from 10 yards within their own half you know through nothing is quite frankly ridiculous and that's I mean, where where the lack of a leader comes on.
0: It came from sorry to interrupt there. It came from our free kick, if i if I remember rightly. Yeah. And and I'm not sure who said it. Somebody in the group posted, was it was it Madison? Was he taking the free kick or had he been taken? Oh, I can't remember now. No, but I think it,
1: I think he, I think he took it, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and he was calling like the back, you know, the, the you know, Evans for fun and that he was calling them up because he was taking the free kick. And okay, yes, you know, at that time. We could have got well, not with Madison's three kicks at the moment, but we could have got a point from the game. Yeah, but you like you say it, it's basic football, you've got to leave somebody at the back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the big thing is as well, you know, it's it all becomes a bit too predictable, and mm-hmm. um, and, and that's the thing as well. You know, Madison's on every free kick, you know, mix it up a bit. Tielemans has got a fantastic, you know, I'm not going to say wand of a right foot and uh, and that's into cliche land, but. You know he can put a ball where he wants to as well. So you know i Surely or Brighton as well. Yeah, there's enough there to be able to to whip a ball in. And the thing is as well, we haven't got a natural left footer who's taking them away. I, I notice um, that that some teams, I think Southampton have got fantastic delivery, and that's always the same guy. But Leeds, I think, mix it up a bit. So sometimes they'd have Rafina on a free kick, whipping it in um with like uh coming into the goalkeeper we have the same guy so you know every everyone is going away from the goalkeeper you can set yourself up if you've got two if you've got a right foot and a left foot standing over the ball then you know the defense is not sure which way it's going to go it puts a little bit of a seed of a doubt in the mind so we're just becoming a little bit too predictable for my liking I I, I couldn't uh, couldn't disagree with that at all.
0: Um, And and we looked at this stat last time. uh, Obviously updated now. Um, Mm. Three draws against Fulham. um, We beat them three times. We've they've only managed to beat us once. (laughs) Yeah, we know about that. Mm. Um, Oh no, sorry, no, sorry. It's the other way around. Fulham have got three wins here. We've only got one. Sorry, I was reading the wrong way around. I was getting I was getting excited then. I just, I'm worried. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I am really worried. And when you look at who we've got out, Vardy, and yes, okay, he hasn't scored for maybe the last five games, but mm. it's what he does off the ball. You need him on. And I said, I said again to Emilio, the the Fulham guy. I said, you know, how pleased are you when you see that the Vardy's that injured? He says, well, I'm, I'm as happy as anything, you know. Yeah. So. It is a big blow, even if he's not scoring. Indeed, we've said Castagne is out. Fafana's now going to be out for, um, I don't know, how was well it? They said four to five weeks. I think didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Isn't going to be back for the season. Morgan, you know, there's there's another backup defender gone. I mean, doesn't that coupled with the transfer window day we had whatever yesterday, doesn't doesn't that Sort of light like anybody's warning lights at uh
1: Philbert Way, I think, I think it would do what I would say to sort of temper that a little bit is at the start of the season, you wouldn't have said Fafana would have been in the starting 11. I don't think you'd have said Castagna would be in necessarily in the starting 11. Pratt wouldn't have been in the starting 11, neither would Morgan. So you're looking at Vardy and indeed he the key misses there. Obviously, what that does mean is we can't afford any more injuries, and we've seen what's happened. There you go. It's exactly the same. Vardy and Ndidi are the keys. Um, the others were not necessarily starters. Um, so, you know, it's the same way Liverpool have found now. You know, they they struggled. You know, they, managed, they, were, they were struggling through, but then they've had even more injuries. So they've had to dive in and, and bought players that they probably wouldn't have bought, at least not yet. Um, so we are thin. What we need to do now is, is get through these next three or four games without any further injuries. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about the depth of the squad. Yep. This is it. So It's time for them to prove themselves.
0: I was going to say, I mean, should I be worried? I mean, you know, we had worse situation and a lot more players out than that at mm. the start of the season. Yeah. And we were still second or third, you know. And I, I sometimes think, and I, and I fall into this, into this hole very, very easily that... I expect us to be doing because we've won two or three games on the trot. I expect us to win the next three or four games yeah. on the trot. I mean, you know, looking at how we managed early on, you know, we've, we've got the likes of Thomas, we've got Albright, we've got, and we've still got a decent squad. Tell me, I shouldn't be worried, Greg.
1: You shouldn't be worried, Chris. Don't worry.
0: Thank you. Everything Thank
1: will be you. fine. I'm um, only
0: 21. You know, I just look this old for supporting <laughs> Leicester. <laughs>
1: I, I can understand that. I think I think we all feel a little bit of that. I mean, yeah. you know, we we all, and I, and I mean, every Leicester player think that Ricardo and Soyuncu are fantastic players and were fantastic players. So what we're doing at the minute is not celebrating the fact that they're back. We're almost celebrating or, or, or commiserating ourselves with the fact that those the people who replaced them have gone. So it is about looking at positives as well um i would say you know we're in the top four I, I again i didn't think we'd be in the top four at this stage of the season you know i thought at best you know we we, we would be going top six when we did the, the preview of the season uh with some of my friends and we all talk about you know try and predict the table i had us as finishing ninth because you know we've got a european um season you know we're, we're in europe um you know usually that has a, a, a bit of an effect and i think it's again it comes down to that managing the expectations and that's mm. the problem you know we 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 think that we now because we're in the top 4 and i think we've been in the top 4 virtually all season yeah. that anything anytime we slip out of it now is uh, is horrendous but a lot of teams have slipped out i mean spurs were looking fantastic earlier in the season top of the table and i think they're seventh at the minute or sixth yeah, yeah. teams are going to come and go you know, it's it's about how you manage the bad patches. You turn the bad performances from defeats into draws and you keep picking up points. Uh, and then you wait till you've got everyone back and you go again. Good
0: points. And talking totally of good points, I'm just going to bring two points up here that have been made. Uh, this one from Rob, um, just following on from yesterday. club obviously doesn't want to spend money they haven't got or paying out up to our limit. I mean you know, we we have to accept that King Power is a tourism company, and let's Mm. face it, tourism at the moment, they're they're not going to (laughs) be bringing much money in to be able to spend out because nobody's travelling, are they? And, you know, when when you look at yesterday, and and the highlight of the the signings yesterday was a couple of loan signings that were made, Mm. Maitland Niles going to, to West Brom, and... You you then think though well, the biggest signing was Liverpool going to to Preston, and I think mm. they're in the third tier and signing a defender, and that's the biggest signing of the day. It wasn't just us that wasn't spending.
1: No, I think um, I think I thought the the Minamino to uh, Southampton was an interesting one uh, that sort of mm. came out of nowhere. But uh, I, I mean, in, in answering Rob's point there, you know, there's got to be three things to happen for a transfer. You know, one the club has got to want to sell. The buying club has got to want to, uh, meet the asking price and the player has to want to come as well. And if you can't get all three of those, then a transfer isn't going to happen. And you don't just throw money, um, at people that you don't really want. I mean, I, I read a very good article where Brendan was talking about how they go about transfers, how he's done it in the past, uh, clubs and working with, uh, Lee Congleton. Uh, And they have a a, a scouting network. You know, they all feed in, constantly feeding into the club. They then sit down. They narrow that down, narrow it down. And then they have a list of three for each position of players. If they want to strengthen that position, they'll have a list of three. They'll put them in order and they'll go and try and get the top one. If they can't get that, they'll get the next. They're not going to go down beyond that. And each of those players has a value. Yeah, You know, it's it's rare i was talking to somebody today and saying that the fernandez to manchester united transfer last january was a freak you know it's very rare that there's a big move or a, a player that has a massive impact in a january window and with the best will in the world we're not a man city or man united mm. not in terms of spending but also in terms of attracting players we're we're trying to build that that we're an attractive place to come yeah. so I think it was disappointing, but I don't see the point in just padding out your squad with players that in a normal uh, transfer window you wouldn't look at.
0: I think I think I got a bit frustrated because I was talking with, with Brad for two and a half hours about nothing. <laughs> it was, thank God we had the guests to come on uh, yeah. and pad it out. But yeah, I, I think we would have all felt a lot worse if... Other teams have been buying, buying, buying. I mean, I think it's just with the situation this is out there. Like I say, when that was the biggest sale of the, you know, transfer of the day, it kind of sums up that it was a window that should be forgotten. And so, we
1: say that. Sorry, so yeah. the, the flip side of that is, you know, that, you know, everybody was completely underwhelmed when it looked like we were getting Chalabar from Watford. Yeah. So yeah. You, you almost can't have it both ways that. you know you want us to buy players but then when you don't think they're up to standard you don't want them so you know who who would we have bought i don't think we were actually linked with with anybody of any real significance during this window and and you can look at it again and i think i said this last night when i came on was um uh, on the chat was that arsenal didn't want maitland niles to go to a rival now it's many, many years since I would say that Arsenal see Leicester City as a rival. That shows you the stature that we are in now and the way that the club is being built. And I think just padding a squad with second-rate players um, might have seemed the right thing to do just because we're short of players. But at the end of it, when you get all your players fit again, where are they? They're just sitting in languishing somewhere picking up a
0: wage. Yeah, that's what happened with Ryan Bennett, really, wasn't it? And exactly. Jim Boa that was coming in, I wouldn't say he gave us anything that Chowdhury going out can't give us. But I just want to quick, very quickly touch on this, um, and it is a good point. Is there an issue with our training programmes? Are there too many soft tissue injuries? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fafana seemed to play the game, didn't seem to be in any you know trouble during the game. And now he is out for four or five weeks. And it's, it's a very good point Stephen
1: makes there. I think probably what's happening, and, and I don't think it's just Leicester City, I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of clubs are finding this, is that in a normal season, you would probably, if, if a player picked up a bit of a strain, they would get a week to work on it. Hmm. Now they're not. They're getting two or three days at the maximum. And then if they're playing again, that can just uh, make the issue even worse so they're not getting the recovery time because of the amount of games so mm. you either change your team virtually on a game by game basis to allow people extra time to recover or you play a team that's playing well and i think it is just a bit of a conflagration of all these things that is meaning that we we're, we're suffering a little bit at the moment in terms of these muscle injuries because they're not they're not bad injuries they are sort of wear and tear of fatigue injuries
0: Looking at our our sort of form going into this game, yeah, all right, we've got the Leeds one, but you know we're not we're not the invincibles. And I know we you know we look back at the fifteen sixteen season when we won it and we only lost three or again all season. But I mean, you know, if if we look at the table, uh, let's just bring it up here. Oh no, I haven't got the lost one on there. But you know, we're we, We are losing games, but anybody can get anybody this this season. And we are are away from home. And we've only lost, I think somebody commented earlier, we've only lost one away from
1: home. Yeah, I think it it seems to suit us a little bit more um, in the way that we play, that we we sort of pick teams off. I thought, you know, I was very disappointed with the Leeds performance because I thought they would play into our hands Hmm. by the way that they, they throw people forward. But again, it comes down to that speed of play. I think our transition was too slow. You know, leads are our athletes and they got their players back in. They sort of hounded us, you know, they were chasing us back down the pitch. So yeah. I, think, uh, I think we were just totally out for, outrun and outplayed on that game. And what we haven't done this season, and I hope it doesn't happen now, is that we haven't put back-to-back poor performances in. We've mm-hmm. tended to bounce back from anything. So I'm hoping that the same um, happens again tomorrow night
0: you would hope that playing against Fulham next, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Uh, yeah. You know, if, we, if we'd got Man City, or I said that we beat Man City, obviously, but, you know, yes. if we've got the Man City of now, or, or a Liverpool, we, we, we could be possibly looking at that. But like you say, you know, you, you would hope that... Um, uh, um, you know it's not going to happen. As Rob says, there uh, a win tomorrow night would, would give the boys a boost. It, yeah. it certainly would. Um, but it is full, and we, you know I say apart from that loss. I mean that was the first I think loss for us in seven or eight games. It is you know it, it's we all get upset, but it, it's not the end. It is one game. Bad day at the office. You know as long as it doesn't like you, you've just said. Then as long as we don't drag that out into another bad day at the
1: office, and then it's a bad week at the office. Yeah, I mean, what have we got left? 18, 18 games. You know, if we went through the rest of the season and we only lost one every eight games, I'd be quite happy with that. And I think that would see us um, that, that would see us in a very healthy position at the end of the season. And I think that's what you have to look at it as. I think every team has had a bad performance. As I say, you know, Man United had that shocker against Sheffield United. Before that, everybody was talking about, wow, this is a brand new Manchester United and uh, they could actually... Go all the way, and then they they turn on a a performance like they did against Sheffield United. Teams just run out of steam a little bit. I think the the most um, the saddening thing was that we played, even though we didn't get the result against Everton. I thought we played really well against Everton, so it was just disappointing that we didn't back that up with another good performance. And most people can take you know a defeat or a draw if there's a good performance behind it. I I, I just think one. the Leeds game was one to just forget about very, very quickly. And hopefully they have as well.
0: We're going to have a look because it's time for you to put Brendan's uh, clothes on again. And we're going to have a look and see who you think he will go for uh, Mm -hmm. in this weekend. And we'll be back uh, after this quick short short jingle. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe to us on YouTube. So we've got um, a comment here. I don't want to point the finger and use him as a scapegoat, but Perez appeared we're a passenger for 90% of the game. Um, Perez, Victor and natural surely proves we need a striker, for almost for what? You know, we, we can go on about. We've been going on about a striker for three or four years. We know we need everybody apart from the club. It seems to think no, we need a striker. Maybe well, Brendan's come out and said we're going to get a striker in the summer. Yeah. So. Like you said earlier, he might ever have his eyes on somebody, but not all teams want to sell
1: in January because they're in the middle of their own problems. Exactly, and uh, and you've got to look. As I said before, you know, people know that we've got a little bit of money, so you know, it's an inflated price. You know, you've got to take the player into account. You know, how many players who are in teams below us would we actually go and want? You know, I could probably think of one that most people would say would be um, Danny Ings. I know a lot of people in the close season would, would, would shout for Callum Wilson. I've never really been convinced about Callum Wilson, although, to be fair, I thought he put in a, a really good performance against Everton. Um, so, again, apart from going abroad, you look down the rest of the, um, the the Premier League, I'm not sure there's that many that you would say, yes, they'd be great for us. Again, down in the championship, you've probably got Ivan Tony at Brentford, who's had one one half of a season at this at that level. Um, so it's not like there's a big long list of strikers who you think are the perfect uh, person to fill his boots. You know, it's going to be very very difficult. And obviously, there's oh. Eduardo. Up, uh, up oh, a fly on
0: the, on the wall in the changing room and uh, and see but that that that's a discussion for the summer Let, let's forget varney's replacement now for three or four months we haven't we haven't got anybody Brendan's going with what he's got talking to Brendan you've got to go with what you want now and I need to get a jingle for this I really do but it is time for Craig's team selection um, so mm. Craig there, putting on his manager's jacket, his manager's shoes. I think we all know who's going to go in goal.
1: We do. I mean, part of me hopes that I get this wrong this this <laughs> week, because last week against Leeds was the first time that I think I've got all 11 players right, and then they go and lose. You know. Typical.
0: It was you. It's your fault. Guys, you want to blame anybody, don't blame Bradford. <laughs> Maybe yeah. maybe when Alan Bennett does the post-match shows, we should have team rating, Brendan rating, Craig rating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Just put us but, in, right?
0: uh, But talk talk us through your... Um, oops, that's the wrong one there. Uh, talk us through your um, back four.
1: So we're taking Schmeichel as a given. So Schmeichel, yeah, I think this back four sort of picks itself now just because of the injuries that we've got. Mm. Um, so Schmeichel... Soyon Cho and Evans as the the middle two, Ricardo and uh, JJ as the fullbacks.
0: I mean, you know, even with the injuries we've got, that's
1: mm-hmm. not a bad back line, is it? I mean, that, you'd, you'd have taken that at the start of the season. I think you'd be happy, particularly maybe not JJ because he was a bit of an unknown uh, uh, quantity, but he's been fantastic this season. Probably our, our most consistent performer. Mm-hmm. um so you know you you take that back line i think most uh most games yeah and
0: again this is probably you know you haven't got a lot of choice with this unfortunately but um who, who um you can put in the middle
1: there we can see yeah, it. yeah. It's, it's mendy or or chowdhury and um yeah i'm gonna go with <laughs> i'm gonna go with mendy um Although you know, part of me wouldn't be surprised if he went with Chowdhury because I think he's probably a little bit more athletic. He's got a bit more legs about him, and he's probably a bit more physical. Uh, and Fulham are pretty physical in the middle of that pitch. They've got some big guys uh, through that middle. Uh, Anguissa is a, is a really good player. Um, Harrison Reed, I think he only came on as a sub in the last game, but again, very very busy player. Uh, but I think he'll he'll stick with what he knows and he'll go with uh, Mendy.
0: Again, after his performances at the start of the season, you, you, you can't say that he's, he's a bad player, can he? He's not he's not indeedy, but he's not a bad no. player, is he?
1: No, he's he's, he's a very decent standing, as you say. You know, if you get if you if you take uh, Ndidi as a hundred percent, then then Mendy's a sort of 80, 85 percent. Mm. You know, I, I think we did miss indeedy uh, against Leeds, but uh, but Mendy in most games, uh, you know, hasn't let him or the club down.
0: Are you, I mean, I'm to be honest with you, please, that we have kept Chowdhury, especially with, indeed, his injury. Um, OK, Maitland, Maitland, My, Maitland Niles, I can never get that the right way around, had he come, he's a more of an attacking midfielder. But I'm glad we've kept of Chowdhury.
1: Yeah, I think the only reason that you would have probably uh, made a, an, an argument for Chowdhury going is that the club actually see something in him. And want him to get game time but they know he's not going to get it here because he's sort of third in the pecking order so sending him out on loan does mean at least he's playing and if they think there is something there that can still be developed then he's got half a season to actually play in the premier league and prove one way or another whether he can or not we're not really going to learn anything about him sitting on the bench so no, i could undersee, i could see why they were looking at sending him out on loan uh, and bringing in someone like Chalobah, who probably wouldn't play anyway, like Hamza's not going to play, would make a little bit of sense. But yeah. but, uh, but no, yeah. I get what well, you. Yeah, I'm just I
0: don't want to sell Choudry. I do see him as 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 a squad player, or you know that that can can step up, and he's got the the Euro, European experience as well. Exactly. So you've gone for the four one four one. So moving on to um, the next group of players,
1: talk I, us through yeah. that. A slight change here um, and I did change my mind on this. I think Tielemans and Madison's Tielemans has been really good this season. Madison's I was very disappointed with. Uh, by many, all aspects of his game against Leeds, I thought he was off the pace. I thought he didn't come looking for the ball enough. He was knocked off it too easy and his, his set-piece delivery was uh, nothing short of abysmal. Um, but, you know, he is a creative player and before that he'd had a very good run, uh, a goal-scoring run. So, you know, everybody's going to have a bad game. Let's hope that uh, it's just one. So, Telemans and Madison. Barnes, I think, has been fantastic. And I know a lot of people are calling for him to play through the middle. For me, that just takes away something. That, that is a gamble because he's improved a hell of a lot this season in the position that he's playing. Now, you if you then ask him to do something else, a lot of the time playing with his back to goal, you don't know what you're going to do. What you may do is risk losing the barns that we've seen. And I think he likes to play on the half turn. Um, if you're through the middle a lot, you don't necessarily get it. But what you did see was that he was taking up central positions anyway, but he wasn't standing there to be picked up by a central defender. He was drifting into those positions. So I think he's much more dangerous coming in off the left-hand side. Uh, in the same way sort of Rashford does um, for Manchester United, when they play through the middle, they're very, very different players. Um, so, I think Barnes is in his right position where he can drive into the middle exactly like he did for his Leeds goal rather than being stuck and static in the middle.
0: And you've gone for under
1: on yeah, the right. so gone Yeah, under there. Um, just because I think we need a little bit more creativity. Uh, All Brighton's done great. And originally I had All Brighton in. But then, again, the more I thought about it. And the other thing was that I talked about us only having right footers in that team. That's a team of right footers if you take under out of it. we've got no variation in set pieces with under with as a left footer you've got a variation in set pieces you can have in swingers not just out swingers the whole time so i think he brings that i think he also he looked dangerous he looks like he wants to jink um jink inside people he looks you know it's almost like you know whoever we put in the middle and we'll find that out in a minute You know, it's almost that uh, under Barnes and the central player, you know, almost mimicking the way that um, Liverpool play with Mane, who's predominantly right-footed, cutting in. Salah plays on the right, cutting in on his left as well. You know, and you've got three forward players who want to take the game to the opposition. I think with Albright, he does a great job, but he also thinks a lot defensively. And I think if we sometimes get uh, stuck thinking defensively, we lose something offensively. And I think Under's done enough now to, to be given a chance and I think this is a good game for him to uh, to, to drop into and see what he can do. He, he has looked good
0: there and he's looked hungry. And I'm not, yes. as I say, I'm not criticising Albrighton at all. I think the way that the squad has had to step up at the start of the season, we've got a season out of Foops that I never thought I'd see again. Um, Morgan's mm-hmm. coming when, when, when needed um, and Albrighton Brighton, you know, like I say, he's some ways he's up there for me for player of the season because he, he's knocked himself back on, you know, he's knocked on the manager's door and said, Oi look what I can do. And he admits himself, and I think we've said this, he, he has admitted that managers don't take to him straight away, but yep. he's, he's, he's come in and he's done a really, really, really good job for us. I so say he's, he's up there for me, I think, maybe even for, for player of the season, but the big the big, big, big question is, and I, and I couldn't find a drum roll, but uh, don't know if you can hear that. Du, du, yeah. du, who are you going for up front?
1: Um, this is where we lose um, half the viewers. This particular way, I'm going to go with Ian Acho up front. Um, and... <laughs> Very good. I am going to go with Ian up front, and and my reasoning behind this is I I think Perez has done very well. I know he he got a lot of stick. Um uh as I say he was a he was another um little bit of a, a lengthy they stood on his uh, on his boots and he would have probably scored against Leeds. But as that person said there for me Perez has a tendency to drop deep, which means you have nobody who's pushing their back line. Mm. And that allowed Leeds to push further up the pitch uh, because Perez was. They they didn't have anybody to mark, essentially. And for me, I think acho has got more pace and I think he prefers to play on the shoulder of the defenders much more than Perez does. And therefore, he will push their defence back more than than Perez would if he was playing up front just so because Perez's natural tendency is to drop it into the sort of 10 role so I think ianacho he does have a bit of pace so I think he is a, a, a um uh he has got a bit of pace in it so he has got a threat in behind I think he does like to play on the shoulder of the defense and as I say I think he will allow us to get up the pitch more uh and quicker and not allow Fulham to to press us back that's can
0: my reason. Say, can I just say the viewers have just halved but no, they haven't, don't worry. They haven't. Uh I mean I think we've I was certainly surprised. I thought when Vardy was injured that Inacho would just go into that position and I've been surprised and that inatro hasn't been starting and he has gone for Perez. and okay, there's tactical yeah. reasons and why Brendan's done that with the formation and what he wants, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's been three games now. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, because, you know, we, we're playing two games a week at the moment, and we are next week as well, I was expecting changes against Leeds. And I thought yeah. when it wasn't picked, I'm thinking, is this kind of Brendan saying, you know, you pick up or, or get out sort of thing? Yeah. Is tomorrow, that game, if Perez is picked again, and I would go for Inacho, I must admit, I I, I, I am surprised by your choice of Inacho. In fact, this was my other... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you did shock me when you sent the team through. Um, but is this tomorrow the, the make or break for Inacho? Is that he, he's going to be given his... If he's not given his chance, is what I'm trying to say, should... Yeah. We think that's the end
1: for him. I, th- I think so. To be honest, I think that's the only conclusion you could uh, you could get from it. I mean, looking at the game against Leeds, I don't see, um, I-, I don't see how he could go with Perez again. As I say, that's nothing against Perez or the type of player Perez is. He's just not suited to being someone who plays on the last man. Uh, and I think at the end of it. You know, Ianacho is a striker. He's a nat- natural striker. He's a natural goal scorer, and he has been yeah. earlier in his career. I think he's a. Uh, I think, sadly enough, he's just a confidence player. Um, yeah. I think there's clearly something there, but I think he does have a little bit of pace, and I, and I think he will offer more of a threat yeah. in the absence of Vardy than Perez has shown in the last few I- games.
0: I think he's got a lot of pace. To be honest with you, I was very, as I've always said, extremely pleased when we bought him. I thought him and Vardy were just going to rip, rip defenses open yeah. between them, but it never worked out. You know, nobody's. Sort of, we've gone with the one striker uh, for for a long time now. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to regret saying this. I really am because I said it earlier in the season, and and it came back and bit me on the bum. And I can't remember what game it was, but I said this was the chance for, it was against a a, a, a lower team, no disrespect to them. But I said, this is a chance for Inatro to come on now and prove that he's got what it takes. Yeah. If we were playing Man City and he didn't score or if we were to play, and I know you shouldn't judge things like this, but I think it's natural to do that. But we're playing a bottom three side. We've got to be up for it because we've just lost to Leeds. Mm-hmm. He surely got to step up to the mark and take his chance. And it's a, like I said, this way I'm 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 risking it. It's a good game for
1: him to do try and do that. I think so because um, you know Fulham have got to be on the front foot, as you say. Points, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a decent record recently in terms of not losing, but they've got far too many draws. And um, they came out. Uh, Scott Parker came out and said that he needs um, he they need to turn the draws into wins. So. They're going to have to be on the front foot. They're going to have to come at us, and I think I think uh, Ian Acho does play on the half turn. You know, he looks to have the ball sort of slid into him. He has got good feet as well. I think he's got all the attributes. I just think he needs whether it's one to go in off his knee or God knows what. I don't know, but he needs to be. I I, I liken him very much to Jesus um, at Man City uh, now. They look similar players in terms of they're not quite as good as the guys that they're having to replace and they almost have that sort of chip on the shoulder that they know that and when the main man, Aguero or Vardy, is playing, they're going to be out of the team, which must be very difficult for a sort of second-string striker to have to live with, that he knows every time he goes on the pitch he's under pressure to perform, otherwise he's straight out again. So I, I just hope that, you know, he does play and I think you also need chances to be created. You know, I, I used to be, I know a lot of people won't, won't um, believe this, but I used to be a striker when I played. And I, I look at their game in an all-rounded, uh, <laughs> in a more all-rounded uh, view. So it's not just about uh, goals. It's about the running off the ball. It's about yeah. the positions that they take up, their movement. Um for me like Cavani is fantastic you know you look at Cavani off the ball it is phenomenal the runs he makes and that's why i look at ianacho and he's got all that so he but he needs the ball delivering at the right time so i think he needs he needs feeding
0: so we're going to um okay, just take a quick look then so we've got schmeichling goal there uh ricardo evans Soyuncu, justin uh, mendy sitting in that holy midfield role under coming in for all Brighton, Tillemans, Madison and Barnes, and in that show for Perez up front, it's probably as good as we are going to see. Um mm. I have a feeling it would be that team, but I have a feeling he'll stick with all Brighton. And I have this awful feeling he's gonna stick with Perez. So we will see. We will see. But we're now moving on, we're gonna have a look, and it's that time for a classic match. And we'll be right back after this to have a look at that. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. of the foxes. Indeed. So thanks a lot, Alan. So let's have a look and... Um, We'll see what you've got, and I know we've not played each other a lot. so no, <laughs> I know you are struggling with this. Uh, I mean, what, 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 One week you're going to come back to me and go, Chris, I just nothing. I I I I I I I I we're of them, especially especially when we get to next season and when we're going. The, yeah. we've got you know, we've got the same teams, barring three. Can I just yeah. say, by the way, somebody's just posted there Watford have beaten Arsenal, but uh, interestingly. Ooh field united have beaten west bromwich albion have they yeah so it's getting oh. i don't know that they've updated the ta- they haven't updated the table there let me just go on the, have a look on uh the next one my internet is being extremely slow uh it is all very tight at the bottom there now yes it is all very tight but the uh, walls Wolves, Wolves, doing us a favor there with arsenal
1: i think the uh, only thing that would give me a greater pleasure than us finishing in the top four is uh, for sam hallardyce to get relegated uh, with west broad yes.
0: I think we all agree that. But
1: I actually said that to uh, the
0: Fulham guy, because I said, are you going to stick with Scott Parker or are you going to do what West Brom? And the point was, and I think Brad said yesterday, is it any different to how people used to feel about Leicester when we sat Ranieri? I can remember the abuse I got off people at Friends, so-called Friends at Work, about it. So, yeah, I kind of get, you know, we all do it. But, yeah, I would like to see uh, Sam go down. Yeah. (laughs) probably should rephrase that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, right, so let's have a look. You're,
1: you're, you're... Right. You managed to dig one out of the cobwebs. I did, really, because I, I know that uh, normally this time that we do the, the same, so if we're playing away, we'll do an away game. Uh, I know we, we changed that as we went through the season. So earlier when we played Fulham at home, I did an away game. Um, so I'm going to take the opportunity to flip it this time. So I'm looking at a, at a home game and I'm sure it's a little bit more recent than some of the ones I've done. Uh, and some people will remember this. It was a League Cup quarterfinal in 2000 on uh, January the 12th. So not far away from where we are. Uh, and when we played Fulham um, and it was a, an eventful game, shall we say uh, the least. So we, um, if anybody remembers this, and I'm sure if they were there, you would remember this. So we went 2-0 down in this game pretty um it, it was a nil-nil, I think, a half nil-nil uh, at half time. And then we we basically decided to shoot ourselves in the foot. Paul pesky opened the scoring for Fulham. Um now uh, Mr. Karen Brady, as he's known. Um <laughs> and then and then Steve Walsh managed to to mess up a, a back pass to set pesky in who who passed it to Horsfield. So 2-0 down after 75 minutes in the quarterfinal of the Cup. We then somehow managed to rally ourselves uh, with good old Ian Marshall getting the first one back in the 85th minute and then Steve Walsh redeemed himself in the 87th minute. Two goals in two minutes and we managed to get back to 2-2 and took the uh, game into extra time where we managed again to concede. Um, Chris mm-hmm. Coleman, he of, uh, of uh, Fulham, of that parish, as a manager as well as a player, uh, gave them the lead. And our good old friend Ian Marshall came back again in the 111th minute um, to get us into extra time. So there then ensued a penalty shootout. And uh, that's where today's quiz will come, Chris. We won the penalty shootout to you take did. us into the semi-final. Obviously, we then went on and won the, won the Cup. Um, the last League Cup final held at Wembley before it was uh, knocked down and rebuilt in the year 2000. So we won that penalty shootout 3-0. Now, I was going to be really hard on you. on the. I was going to ask you who the three penalty scorers were. Um, but I think even that is a little bit too hard um, for your brain. So what i'm going to ask you is can you remember who was our penalty goalkeeping hero of that evening
0: now i remember listening to this game i was actually living in burnley at the time and i was actually working at blackburn rovers would you believe at the time um which is how i got to go to the final because it was tranmere wasn't it in in, in yep. final and i got my tickets through through black working for blackburn rovers because every club gets so many free tickets and believe it or not there wasn't many blackburn rovers employees that were rushing to get the tickets for leicester versus tranmere Wow. um if anybody can help i am talking along here if anybody can help me with this answer uh it, it would be uh would be rather nice um i ah there's an answer come up here and i like i say, i remember listening to it on the radio um i was gonna go for one of two now robbers robbers gone here for ian walker which wasn't going to be one i was going to go for to be honest with you but he might I, got a, I don't know. I've got a feeling. Was Kevin Paul still with us at the time? And I know you don't like a question about a question. So let me say I'll, I'll go for, for Kevin
1: Paul. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't Kevin Paul. And Rob, well done. You're wrong as well. It wasn't Ian Walker. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think, and I'm trying. I don't. I'm not googling, man. Uh, we're not. I'm not googling. If, you, did, if anyone googles, they're only cheating themselves. <laughs> oh, said like the true uh, supply teacher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I'm trying to struggle go through. because um, It was not Ian Walker. Casey Keller. Wrong. Oh, bugger. And I tell you what, uh, Stephen Collins just uh, came up with the same answer then after, and I didn't see that. Uh, he also went first for 10 flowers. I have a feeling Chandao Dave may well have got this on the on the head there with, um, I thought he said it was Perez. I need to clean my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I said that it might be better in goal. Who knows?
1: Peggy or Pexad? It was Peggy or Pexad. It was well
0: done, Chando, Dave. A prize will go on its way to you from
1: no. uh, from Craig. <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah, who we later sold to Liverpool. Um, I'm going to say he did go off to Liverpool. Yes, mm. yes. Just yes. as an aside, have you got any idea who may have scored a penalty for us in that shootout? Well, I'm sure did.
0: When you started talking about the game, the name that came to my mind was Ian Marshall because I know yep. he was heavily involved. Maybe the penalty didn't get to him, because being the striker, he may have been on the fourth or fifth Yeah, penalty. They missed all of theirs, didn't they? They didn't get any, if well, I remember. Pe- yeah, Peggy saved, yeah. I think yeah. Chris
1: Colman blazed one over, and then yeah. Peggy saved the other two.
0: Who was their manager? I'm trying to picture who their manager was at the time.
1: Uh, uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure no, who it no, was, no. actually. No. So, <laughs>
0: not knowing it wasn't Ian Marshall... Um, Gary Parker.
1: No. Um Parker Parker didn't play. Parker wasn't in there uh, in here. Um
0: I've got the Godhead, I've got... Bruno,
1: Bruno I've... Walshie and Parker. Bruno, Walshie and Parker. Well, out of that three, I'm gonna give you no points. <sighs> it wasn't okay,
0: it's... let's be totally silly
1: here. Jerry Taggart. No disrespect to Jerry Taggart. I'm just trying to think of people. I'm going to give you the starting eleven and leave out the players who didn't
0: okay.
1: uh, who, who didn't uh, take one. So Matt Elliott, Frank Sinclair, Jerry Taggart, Steve Walsh, Andy Impey, Steph Oakes, Theo Zagarakis, Emil Heskey, and Ian Marshall. Which, if anyone was counting, would tell you that. Only one of the starting 11 scored a penalty and the other two were both subs. Uh, You're going to have to... We've got no chance on that. That We're going going to have to... One of them was... No, not Konczeski. One of them was Robbie Savage. Oh, my God. The other two... Now, you've got to know your, your Leicester players. Nor is it nor Lennon. The other two were Graham Fenton. Oh, God, yes. And even more of a, oh, God, yes, the great Arna Gunlaugson.
0: Oh, I used to love
1: him. Oh, you're the, the
0: bold Icelandic man. Exactly. Well, that's just sent me definitely like that,
1: <laughs> I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> we, we nearly didn't do that because we were nearly going to be joined today by um, uh, Steve Linek. And I can't wait to get him on and then you can stop asking me these questions. Oh,
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. going to
0: <laughs> but uh okay let's quickly now because we, we, we've been uh, we, we've gone on a bit there so let's just quickly score predictions steve walsh has gone 2-1 to leicester steve linux talking to the man himself which is why i wanted to get him on tonight he was going for 2-1 to fulham um ian marshall's gone 2-0 leicester i've gone 1-0 leicester i think it'll be quite tight mm. who who do you think what do you think he's going to be I'm going to go for a two-one to Leicester and an Ian Acho double. Well, and if you get that, mate, I'll get you a pint if that comes off. Excellent. <laughs> Thank Thanks so much. Are you going to be? Well, I think we're going to be doing the preview show for Wolves on Thursday. How does that fit yep. in with you, sir? That uh, yep. should
1: be fine for me. It'll be a it'll be a birthday celebration. So, if anybody Video wants, it is indeed. If anybody wants to have a cake and a pint while they're watching, uh, to then that'll be more than happy enough to for you to join in
0: well i tell you what sir you are looking extremely good for 21 that's all i can say say. so and hopefully we we, we will try and get steve on that show and uh he wants to come on regularly so that would be great having steve uh steve linux with us um somebody's gone here one nil to leicester madison and somebody here has gone 3-2 to Leicester. I can't. My heart won't take a (laughs) 3-2. I've got to do that. (laughs) Craig, thank you so much. We will see you on Thursday. Thanks very much. Take care, mate.
1: Cheers. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.
0: Thanks a lot to Craig there, although not thanking him for every week, making me look totally stupid with these questions <laughs> he comes up with. <laughs> I wasn't there. That's what I'll claim. I wasn't there. I was sat in a house in Burnley listening to it on the radio. Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining in. Hey, we've, we've got to win, haven't we? It's a must-win game, surely, tomorrow. We don't want to lose any more on the uh, other players that are around us, and we don't want to lose to a bottom three team again and we don't want fulham to do the the wall over us (sighs) nervous times nervous times or just supporting leicester times (laughs) probably the second we'll be back tomorrow at about 20 past five with the pre-match show with josh And then at about 20 past eight, the post-match show. Um, We'll be joined then by Josh and um, Julian Watts is back uh, with us on on that, uh, the Xbox there. Thanks very much for watching, guys. Stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow night. All the best now. Bye-bye. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is
1: Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.